everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Oh, hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall. How What's are you? What's going doing? on? This is one of the topics that we um, cover that I'm always surprised that uh, in the end we agree an awful lot on the, the general technical aspects, but uh, we, I, I'm thinking you're going to come in with a different angle than I am. Oh, you think so? I, I think Are so. we going to disagree? I sure hope so. I don't so. think we'll di- we, we usually <laughs> rarely disagree. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day, though. It'll be good because I'm sure I'll win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so people who are, are, are hyper self-aware or, or very um, aware of, I think, what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Body sensations, maybe emotions, thoughts, um, but but just extremely kind of inwardly reflective. It seems. Yeah. 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 So can can you be too self aware? Well, too is an interesting word to use there, right? Unhelpfully self aware. Yes. Can self awareness backfire? Is another way of putting it, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. So where do you? How, Almost certainly. What does this look like in your experience? Like, where do you see this coming out? Um, a lot in social anxiety mm-hmm. where you, you see individuals who, um, are kind of con- constantly scanning their behavior. Um, you, you know, did I say that? Did I say that too fast? Did I say that? Did, they seemed offended. Did I offend them when mm-hmm. I, the way I said that, the way I framed that, the way I worded that, the way, um, you know, they, they just glance at me. I think they didn't like me. You know, there's this very kind of, um, intense, narration going on that's scanning their behavior or mm-hmm. the nuances somebody else's expressions facial expressions or or um yeah or or individuals with like um obsessive compulsive disorder who might kind of scan their body a lot for mm-hmm. physical sensations health anxiety health no. anxiety kind mm-hmm. of situations um or or someone with panic disorder who's kind of constantly scanning for am i breathing too hard am i is my heart rate too fast yep. My palms are sweaty. They're really intensely kind of monitoring those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think you can also see something similar um, in depression, actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you can be excruciatingly self-aware of past mistakes, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like you spend literally hours on end reflecting on and thinking about some mistake you made 30 years ago. Yeah, or just maybe even how you feel. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just, do I feel good today? They w- wake up and kind of at, really kind of scanning for um, something. Yeah, okay, so wait, to take play the kind of fake devil's advocate here. Um, well, sh- shouldn't we reflect on our mistakes and like, shouldn't we be aware of how we're feeling? Like, aren't those good things? <laughs> <laughs> well, they can be very good things. I guess it depends on the form they take. Yeah. Yeah, so being, being aware... Um, being somewhat self-aware in any of these ways isn't entirely bad. It's um, when it's interrupting your functioning and your well-being. Um, maybe it's not as healthy as you think. Yeah. So, like, presumably, if, if you if you do actually make a mistake or if you do something wrong, right, you feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. That guilt might be kind of a prompt to like think back on like, why did I do this and what were the negative consequences that came from that? And I don't. I sure don't want to have to go through that again. So. Here's what I'm going to try and do this differently so that I don't fall into that again, right? Mm-hmm. So that I think we would all agree that's 
it's pretty, it's actually important to reflect on mistakes, for instance, to, to try and learn from them if you can. Well, and I, I would even go maybe further upstream, Dr. Wigner. <laughs> what do you mean by upstream? Um, I think as a social, as social creatures, it's probably perfectly reasonable for us to think about our interactions after they're complete mm-hmm. in order to evaluate, you know, how'd that go? How'd that work? Do I yeah. want to deal with that person again? What did, did I treat that interaction? Um, fairly if I'd like to return to that thing. I think it's kind of normal to, to think about those things in some way mm-hmm. uh, just because we're social animals and we need social others to, to navigate our way through the world. But when your well-being depends on <laughs> whether you said something in a, in a way that you can be at peace with, that's going to be a problem. Mm. That's going to be an so issue. So if you're, if you're depending on always doing the right thing or people always thinking well of you, like that's kind of a setup for... Yeah, when you're when you're constantly reflecting on those things, um, when you don't have control over it if it's already happened, um, right. and, and so that's or, awfully difficult to. Or just like there's only so much you can learn from analyzing your past mistakes, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you think about them, you make a plan for not doing that again. Like you, you, the it's like a law of diminishing returns, right? Well, yeah, the, and, the amount yeah. of productive thinking you're going to get out of this is going to hit a ceiling at some point, and after that. You're not getting any benefit and you're getting the, the side effect of like feeling bad about yourself over and over and over and over and over again, which in small doses early on when you're getting some big benefit out of it is probably totally worth it, right? Revisiting mm-hmm. a painful mistake you made, it's going to feel bad, but if it's if helping you not make a similar mistake in the future, totally worth it. There you go. But if, but if you're getting all the all side effect and no benefit, well, that seems problematic. And, and there's, there's the crux of this. It makes sense to think about it to assess it and even say, hmm, in the future, I'd like to do that differently next time. Um, however, when when that normal thinking and review and assessment phase is over and you have a future direction to then jump to, I can't believe I did that. What, a, what a, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. My well-being now is affected because I didn't do the right thing. There's a very different kind of function to that thought process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if there's a distinction in here between I think maybe we conflate self-awareness with self-knowledge. So Mm. I think sometimes self-awareness can't, like when you review a mistake in the past so that you don't make it again in the future, I think what you're really after there is self-knowledge. You're understanding like I made this mistake and understanding how that happened will lead me hopefully to not make the same mistake. Self-awareness is just the vehicle by which you achieve self-knowledge. But if you've Mm -hmm. already got the knowledge, just continuing to be aware of this mistake, I don't know that that's super helpful. Yeah, so, yeah, probably not. So well, and, I, I, and I think scanning for these threats in general might be uh, a practice. You might step back and say, "How how functional is this for me?" You know, um, how often do I need to to review these interactions, and and um, how intensely do I do that? Yeah, I remember growing up, my uh, my uncle was a fire captain, and so he had like one of those little scanners, and you always hear what the police stuff and the fire stuff when he was on duty or what, I don't know, whatever. And the metaphor I think about is like, imagine if you were constantly plugged into every terrible thing that was happening in the world all the time. Mm-hmm. You had no control over it, but you were just constantly being bombarded with every terrible thing that was going on. It. Yeah. Like, that would kind of start to get to you after a while. Like, yeah. You'd start to feel kind of bad. Maybe you feel anxious, maybe you feel sad, depressed, whatever. But yeah. I think if you if you use self-awareness like that, just constantly reviewing things that are 
sort of um, painful that when they, there's no helpful constructive purpose like yeah that seems like a great example of being too self-aware mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or i had a, a client with some d- depression and the first thing he would think when he woke up was how do i feel today mm. you know and it was like oh, why does that matter <laughs> you know what 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 bit of knowledge do you glean from that and how do you use it in in your reasoning you know but it was how do i feel today i feel awful I don't feel like doing anything. And it would just start this kind of, and, and every, every once in a while he'd just ask him that, how am I feeling now? Yeah. And it, it just seemed to be a lot more mm-hmm. habitual than anything and really unhelpful information that set this really depressive tone for the day. Yeah. Um, you see this people with these, these health anxieties as well, where they're constantly scanning and it's a habit almost of constantly, how do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? Um, and the issue there is, is by doing that, you're affecting maybe what you do as, as a lot, right? Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're constantly feeling anxious, um, the behavior of choice there, the internal behavior of choice there is start worrying, right? Right. <laughs> start worrying. So sometimes being too self-aware sends you into these yeah. uh, worry and rumination patterns. Well, and that's, I, I almost wonder too, if there's a distinction here between that's important between self-awareness and self-thinking. Like, I don't think awareness mm. necessarily implies thinking. I think yeah. where a lot of people get in trouble with this, with being, quote, unquote, too self-aware, is that they're thinking too much. They're overthinking about themselves or something in their past or yeah. something in the future. or the. So self-awareness is the, it's the little bridge initially. But the, a lot of the time, I think the problem isn't so much awareness as thinking. Like, it's, it, self-awareness can bring you into really unhelpful patterns of thinking. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think um, maybe we, we the, the term self-aware isn't exactly capturing what we want to describe here, which might be this kind of pattern of intensely scanning mm-hmm. for um, whatever habitual malady might be present. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's anxiety or, or uh, health anxiety or health worry or what you didn't do when you should have in college and why you didn't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it just, on the other side of the spectrum, on the side of like feeling good, I think a lot of times, if you think back on your life and you think back on one of the times when I feel really good, when I feel really excited or when I feel really in love or I feel really in awe, most of the time your attention and focus is not on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, when you're really, ex- so I think about like some, like, like a rugby game in college where it was like super exciting and down to the wire and like, I wasn't thinking about myself. I was thinking about like where the ball was and like where my teammate was running and like the mm. clock running down. And I, I was not really, I was just doing, I was just acting, right? Yeah. Mostly on like training and instinct. Very and my present. attention yeah. was outward some, somewhere else, right? Or, or when you're in love, right? Like what you, <laughs> almost by definition, you're thinking about the other person, A lot. right? Yeah. You're not yeah. thinking almost to, it can be to a fault, right? Uh-huh. You're not thinking about yourself very much. Um, so I think, or awe, like, right, the experience of like awe or like beauty or, you know, mm-hmm. when you're first go to the Grand Canyon or something, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the, you, you look out upon some beautiful, majestic thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it's a, one indirect piece of evidence that you want to be careful with self-awareness because if a lot of the best experiences of our, in our lives come when we're, when our attention is deeply absorbed in something other than ourself, mm-hmm. that might want to caution you against spending too much time on yourself with your attention on yourself. Yeah. doesn't mean it can't be helpful at times, 
but maybe we sort of overestimate how much time we actually need to be aware of and thinking about ourselves specifically. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it seems to stand a reason there that, that it's a lot of internalization happening there, a lot of personalization, a lot of meaning making um, that might not be all that effective. What do you mean? Elaborate on that a little bit. Personalization. Um, in the case of social anxiety, there's a lot of um, if I don't say the right things, it's you know I'm oh, a bad yeah. person. I'm yeah. I'm not smart enough, or I'm stupid, or or right. not good enough. Um, in the case of kind of scanning for, um, you know, constantly scanning your body for, uh, am I breathing faster than I need mm-hmm. to be, or is my heart rate too fast? Um, there's a lot of meaning there that I'm going to, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to oh, lose it. Yeah. I'm going to, so there's, there's some really maladaptive, um, meaning making to, to that awareness too. Which can lead to some pretty ironic self-fulfilling prophecies, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in a conversation and you, you're really afraid of like making an ass of yourself and not building a good relationship with somebody, you focusing on yourself is literally, that is you wondering how well the conversation is going is going to lead to the conversation not going very well, right? Yeah, you, you've just introduced two <laughs> conversations into your head. Right, at once. Yeah, and you're trying to do really well in one of them. Yep, or yeah. even with, with depression. If, you, if you're depressed, right, and you're, you're thinking, oh, I just don't have the motivation. I just really don't feel good today. Well, the more you think about how not good you feel, the less likely you are to do the thing that will lead to you feeling better, which is getting up, being active, engaging in things that are meaningful and important mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. right? Even though you don't feel it. Kind of talk yourself out of it with all that self-awareness. Yeah. So there, there is really something to be said for um, <laughs> kind of like the Nike thing of like, just do it. Really? You know, and, and, and for my client who was depressed and woke up every day to remind himself that he was depressed, um, when, I, when we kind of got to that point of like, why do you do that? Who cares how you feel at that moment? You know, is that going to change? How does that impact your day? And it was just negative. Yeah. The, the, the effect of that was only negative on him. Um, instead, he started waking up and he changed it to what am I going to do that I like today? Mm. What am I going to do that's fun today? Cool. Um, and that just shift in assertive kind of uh, direction helped a lot, but it set a different tone for the yeah. day. You know, it didn't, it didn't cure anything, but it definitely got his mind focused on what am I going to do? What should I do? How, you know, maybe I can go get a coffee here or maybe I can go do this thing. But, um, it just definitely got his mind refocused yeah. on a very different path. I think, I don't, I'm sure you see this too, but I think like hyper self-awareness can also be a major obstacle in therapy. Like a lot of people come in and they're so focused on trying to understand themselves and why they are the way they are and how their upbringing related to that. And, every little detail about why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, all this kind of stuff, that it it can be a major distraction from what do I actually want to do? What are the things that I could do differently that would lead to me feeling better, doing different things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, it's not that being aware isn't helpful, but it, there's this optimal point, right? And And you can, just like you can have not enough of it, I think you can easily go down the other slope and have too much of it to the where the point where it gets in the way of other important things. Yeah, it's debilitating. It's, a, it's distracting or it's, um, you know, useless information that um, has, has false meaning attached to it or dysfunctional meaning attached to it or, yeah, it just gets in the way. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that would be great. 
as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.